Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. AR, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. I want to continue to talk about the uh, NFL draft a little bit here. And like always, I try to do something not as um, serious or whatever on this show, right? I, I just, I, I'm curious because I will tell you that I think I got a good beat on, you know, which mock drafts to look at and which ones to follow and all of that. But like, I... I continuously find new ones, right? So, like, I clicked on, went to Google, and I put, okay, uh, what did I, what was it? Uh, most accurate mock drafts. Is that what I put? What did I put? Best NFL mock drafts. That's what I put in. And then it says, people also ask, who has the most accurate NFL mock draft? And according to this, it's Brendan, Brendan Donahue. The number one most accurate mock drafter over the past five NFL seasons, according to the Huddle Report. Um, and so I clicked on it, and the guy's from Sharp Football. Um, so sharpfootballanalysis.com. And he's got his mock draft out uh, today, going in looking at tomorrow. Never heard of Brendan Donahue in my life. ARU, have you ever heard of Brendan Donahue in your life? No, but that's the first name I saw for accuracy, too. Same so he's got a brand for accuracy. Okay. So. My question is this. Who are your favorite guys you like to follow for mock drafts? Guys that, that you enjoy reading, guys that you trust, guys that you think know something or another. Who are those mock draft guys that you really enjoy? And maybe you can help me find some new guys uh, between now and tomorrow uh, at 6 o'clock. What I'm thinking about doing for our draft show tomorrow night, presented by Q Club of Wisconsin, is I'm thinking about printing off, between me and AR, printing off like maybe 5 to 10 mock drafts. And kind of keeping a running tab on everybody's first round mock draft as the draft is occurring, right? So we'll take some that we know and we'll take some that you guys think we should follow and see who really is, you know, the most accurate from the ones that we kind of print out. Because as we all know, so many of us watch and follow mock drafts, right? I mean, I was looking at mock drafts back in like November uh, for the draft coming up in April. That I mean, I'll, I'll start in October, NBA drafts. I'm already looking at the next year. We haven't even had this year's yet. So kind of always trying to keep ahead of it a little bit to a certain degree. So who are the guys uh, or women, I guess, uh, who do mock drafts that you really enjoy and you think we should kind of follow tomorrow night on draft night because you think they're pretty good? Who is it? 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. So this Brennan Donahue character, I guess we'll print his out and see... Uh, just how good he is. Now, if you look at his mock draft, I think Packer fans will be happy. that He's got the Packers taking Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas, uh, at 22. But 
interestingly enough. Drake London is still on the board, uh, according to Brendan Donahue at this point. And Drake London would then go 23 to the Cardinals. Okay? And then at 28, he's got the Packers taking Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman at Georgia, but has Jahan Dotson, who so many people have going to the Packers at 22 or 28, going 29 to the Chiefs. Now, Jahan Dotson is Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, if you're looking for a comparison, not that he's going to be as good as Tyreek Hill, but, you know, speed, size, a whole deal, very similar kind of uh, to Tyreek Hill. So you could see Kansas City using him in probably similar ways uh, as what uh, they use Tyreek Hill at this point. So based on that, that's how it falls. Also, another interesting note, as I was joking around with Leroy Butler, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, they have fallen to the Titans at 26, which means he's going to be there at 22 uh, as the Packers make their pick. He falls all the way to 26. And at 20, he has that guy from Liberty Willis going to the Steelers. That's a popular one. A lot of people have Malik Willis going to the Steelers because... They've kind of um, professed their faith in Malik Willis to everybody that will listen, um, and especially the head coach. So if the Steelers don't take Malik Willis at this point, if he's there, I think that might be one of the surprises of the draft because everybody has him penciled in because they need a replacement for Big Ben here. So they're going to have to draft somebody at some point. I mean, again, you can talk to me about Trubisky all you'd like. Uh, maybe Trubisky ends up being better than um, than he was in, in Chicago or Buffalo or whatever the case may be. I guess I'm just not there on buying into Mitch Trubisky being that big of a deal in Pittsburgh with the Steelers um, at this point. Not there. So Brendan Donahue uh, is one guy uh, that will print out here. Now I'm just going to right-click. We're going to print this bad boy out. I saw a lot of... Um, People talking about a lot of different uh, guys um, that they don't necessarily trust uh, over the course of time uh, as well. Daniel Jeremiah is one, right? Over at NFL.com and NFL Network that I saw several people tweeting that he just doesn't ever take into consideration kind of the standards in which the Packers tend to follow, right? For size of their cornerbacks, for size of their wide receivers, uh, what what they really pay attention to for uh, the wide receivers or for the linemen. And because seemingly enough, and it's been pointed out over the course of time, the Packers essentially do kind of box themselves in at different positions, kind of saying, look, you kind of have to meet these metrics. If you don't meet these metrics or you're off on, you know, more than one or two of them, they're not going to take you because they believe firmly in what a player should be at those different positions. Now, Maybe this draft is different. Maybe this will be different uh, this year, and they'll go away from everything they've done since, say, Ted Thompson. But that's that's kind of what I want to see as far as, you know, will they do the same type of thing they've done in the past, um, or will it be something completely different? So that's what I'm interested in. Who's that guy that you really like uh, at this point uh, there, Mr. A.R.? So my story with mock drafts now, I am not as big into just drafts in general as you are, and we have Toby Altizer, who is an absolute yep. stud. And he'll be great. Him and Bart Winkler Friday night for the draft show, it's starting at 6 as well. So whether it was because I used to work at an ESPN radio affiliate, or because in college that was just the go-to, I was uh, the only draft I would ever refresh online to see if there was a new like 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 would be Mel Kiper. Right. It's just the, it's and that's kind of like saying that it's like he, that's the mac and cheese I think of mock drafts. I don't really know that many people that dislike mac and cheese and I don't really know a lot of people that dislike Mel Kiper's mocks. Now, as I have gotten older, wiser and have been able to see that there's a whole wide world of mock drafts out there beyond just Mr. Kiper, I found a few that I do enjoy. Charles Davis, who we have on frequently on the Wendy's Big Show, uh, I like his stuff and recently um the other guy at C- uh, CBS Chris Trapasso is the guy who's at CBS um, Sports. Yes. Yes. I have kind of found that to be a fairly reliable one as well, or at least one that I will check every so often. Going over that one, this is interesting. This is, uh, I think, from, when was this? Uh, Today. Just updated it today. And he has Chris Olave 
to the Vikings at 15. See, and again, that to me makes them even more dangerous, obviously. I mean, you've already got Thielen. You've already got Jefferson. You're already pretty much set there. The the position um, that I think, if I'm if I'm the Vikings, I'm looking at on defense more than I'm looking to add at wide receiver at this point. You have enough weapons at wide receiver, at running back, um, and quarterback. Obviously, you've recommitted to Kirk Cousins here, so obviously you're going to continue on with Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you need another wide receiver, but again, I mean, if it's all about making that dynamic offense that nobody can stop, um, then I guess from that standpoint, it makes sense. So now here's something uh, also from this Trapasso mock. Your guy, Jordan Davis, Georgia, yes. he, Trapasso, has him at 18. Now, I would say we mentioned in this, this show yesterday, once we get to around 15, 16, when we're doing the draft show tomorrow night, we're going to be asking every single pick, when's that trade up coming? When's it going to happen? Is Goody going to pull the trigger and go up to like a 17 and 18? Jordan at 18 to Philadelphia here in the mock, that's going to be in a position maybe from 22 if you want to trade up there or trade that 28. I could see maybe a team like a Philly or a New Orleans wanting to trade for that 20th so, pick. So let me ask you this. How, how much do you believe in Mel Kuyper? How much do you believe in McShay uh, over at ESPN when it comes to their mock drafts? Because to be honest with you, I don't hear a lot of people really buying into either one of them. Uh, I mean, because just with the draft, and you know as well as anybody, there are so many unknown variables, and it, Leroy calls it liar's week. We don't really know what's going to happen, and so I'd say as far as like a percentage, maybe I'd say I, I'm like 50 to 60%, and that's about as good as I can get. See, and for me, my thing on, on Kuiper has been for years is, and a lot of these guys that are on TV that have mock drafts um, or whatever they may do, but if you're on TV – a lot of these agents are going to be in your back pocket. That That's going to happen. And if you become boys or friends or whatever the case may be with some of these guys, you're more than likely going to try and push their guy up a little bit maybe in your mock draft. Or you might be willing to kind of throw out there more positive stuff out there than maybe there is for somebody else. That's why it kind of cracks me up with McShay and Kuiper because they both get on TV and both are, you know, a, can't believe what the other one is saying about this player or that player. And very well could be that they're both saying what they're saying because they got agents in their back pockets. Um, both of those guys have no idea. And you have no idea when you're watching them whether or not it's just legit, just tape analysis, that's all it is. And we're not talking to any other GMs around the league. We're not talking to scouts. We're not talking to agents. It's just what I think. God bless him. Passed away years and years ago. But... The guy that was, as far as I was concerned, the most legit as far as just watching tape, holed up in his apartment with film and everything else, Joel Bushbaum um, was my guy for years. Used to have him on all the time uh, from Pro Football Weekly. And it was just, he was really, really, really good. And that was my favorite uh, draft guy that I would get every year. And then he passed away suddenly. Um, and then it was it was just never the same because he was a guy that didn't care to talk to anybody. Like the dude was just focused on just doing the draft. That's all that dude was about. Uh, and I think a lot of times you get a lot of these guys now that are on TV that kind of get sidetracked by other things other than kind of just watching tape at the end of the day. And the other part of this that comes along with it uh, is you also get in a situation uh, where you have GMs or scouts or coaches influencing guys. For example, Peter Schrager, another guy, NFL. Now, we know him and McVay are boys. They do a podcast together. He hangs out at his house and does whatever. Just talked about it. It was in hard knocks. Like, it's out there. Schrager doesn't make any bones about it. He just tweeted out a few hours ago that last year, he was going to move Mac down, Mac Jones down, and did it. He had heard that he was fallen, and he just refused to do it and left him at three. And he said, now this year he's here and guys are falling again and the winds are changing and guys are moving all around, and now he's having this internal fight with himself of whether or not to believe what he's hearing or just to stay what, with what he believes is going to happen. That is just a guy saying, hey, man, I'm sitting here watching a bunch of tape or nothing like that. I'm just kind of going with what I've heard and you know maybe a little bit to what he's seen with his eyes but more on knowledge. For me, that's cool. Like, I'm fine with that. 
Like, if you're just going to be straight up and just be like, hey, man, I'm just going off what guys are telling me. I'm not some type of draft analyst. I'm just going off of what I'm hearing. All the respect. My issue becomes when I question whether or not you're actually doing all this versus guys that are influencing you to put guys in certain positions. That's that's where I question. And I don't know if it's happening necessarily uh, to everybody or just to a couple guys or whatever the case may be. But a lot of these guys are influenced by people all around them, and it becomes a lot more than just them watching tape thinking how good a guy is and where he belongs to go. There's so many outside influences that screw around with mock drafts um, that that really, um, I don't know, it's not concerning. It should just be fun to begin with, but drives me kind of crazy. All right, coming up next, our guy Craig Kashan joined us uh, earlier in the show talking Bucks, and then we got into some Brewers discussion uh, as well. Of course, uh, Craig Pre and post game host for Valley Sports Wisconsin Brewers and Bucks, now with Dario Melendez over at Channel 12, so he's doing everything. Follow him on Twitter at Craig Kashan. We'll hear from him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with A.R. Adam Roberts. Mark tweets at 1250 AM, the fan. Our lads and NFL draft buzz. Love our lads. Um, And they've kind of... uh, I've had some stuff going on over there, but we'll have our guy John Cooper on from our lads on Friday uh, to talk about what the Packers do on Thursday on the Wendy's Big Show at 1135. And then on Monday, we have Chad Ryder all lined up uh, from NFL.com to go over the whole Bucks draft class on Monday. NFL draft buzz. I don't know it. Should I know it? NFL draft buzz. Let's see what we know about NFL draft buzz. Is that a website? Oh, here it is. NFL Draft Buzz. Who runs that website? I think it's just the NFL. Isn't that NFL.com? No, NFLDraftBuzz.com. Oh, okay. I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. Uh, let's see. Oh, they've got... Uh, this is pretty good. They've got different ones. Like, they've got a 2022 NFL mock draft based on betting odds. Three teams to trade down in 22 NFL draft to improve Super Bowl odds. Uh, this is a good website. I've never seen this website. Looks very crisp. Yeah. Okay, so now let's see here. Oh, yeah, they've got all kinds of different uh, ones on here. They've got some featured position profiles. I'm looking at Trey McBride's right now. NFL draft buzz mock draft here. We'll get back to replaying the um, uh, the Craig Kishana interview. I just want to see. So this one is from April 11th as uh, their mock draft post-free agency. They got Traylon Burks to 22 to the Packers, which is a very popular pick, obviously. Um, and they got, ooh, they got Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State going to the Packers uh, at 28, uh, the edge rusher there. So that would be interesting. I haven't seen Jermaine Johnson mock to the Packers a whole bunch at that point either. But again, that was from over two weeks ago. Wonder if they will update that between now and the time the draft actually starts uh, tomorrow. So see, there you go. Y- you get something. You get something. Randall Cobb tweeted out, "Lead with love." That was just that was all the tweet was. Forty-seven minutes ago, Randall Cobb, "Lead with love." Huh. All right. Uh, let's hear from Craig Kishan, uh, who we had on Valley Sports Wisconsin pre- and post-game host, Brewers and Bucks now with uh, Dario Melendez uh, at Channel 12. Follow him on Twitter at Craig Kishan. Join Leroy and myself earlier. And we started off talking Bucks. We get into the Brewers conversation as well, but asked him what we were talking about in the 11 o'clock hour. What are your expectations for tonight's Bucks bulls game, number five at Pfizer Forum? Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect something pretty close to what we've seen over the last couple of days. I mean, the, you know, the Bucks uh, flipped a switch, and um, that that was good after that game two loss. You know, not having Chris, they're they're in an incredible rhythm right now. Bulls are down. I mean, let's face it, the champ showed up in Chicago for those two games, and I would expect very much the same. You know, going into tonight's game, the last, in fact, the last two first halves, the the Bucks have limited the Bulls to 41 points in each of the last two first halves. So they're they're prepared and ready to make a statement for sure. Yeah, Craig, I want to because you would think that DeRozan 
will be it's going to take a lot of shots. Do you think the Bucks should just trap him, get the ball out of his hands, make somebody else beat you at the start of the game? Or I'm a big fan of Budenholzer, and Steve isn't, but I'm a big fan of his. And, and without Middleton, he's able to change a few things. And what I'm gracing now is going to get a lot of open shots. We're going to be trapping Giannis. But if you're Chicago, how do you play this thing? Do you try to slow it down or do you just – I mean, because I don't, they don't may not have the bench and the horses to make it a high scoring game. Well, I mean, that's, that's really interesting uh, point you bring up about pace a game. It, it's kind of turned out this way, the, especially the last couple of games, you know, DeRozan had that 41 point game and, and really has been mm-hmm. uh, shut down pretty well by the Bucks defense. If in the, in the 24 second shot clock, if, if, DeRozan and the Bulls are moving the ball in the first nine seconds of that shot clock. He is shooting at an incredible rate, close to 60% mm. success rate. When it gets the rest of the way, that final you know, 14, 15 seconds, um, his shooting percentage goes way down in the, in the mid-20s. So I, if I'm Chicago at this rate without Levine and Caruso, I think they just have to almost go balls out and – and see if they can run past Milwaukee and and see if that works. I, I don't see them winning a slowdown game against the Bucs. Uh, Greg, the eye test and the analytics departments, they've been going at each other for years since analytics have come around. Do you think more NBA are looking for the analytics and for us like a six-man who could average 10 points, five rebounds? Or do you think it's more eye tests, you know, like a Bobby Portis, a guy who I think can be the key to if the Bucks want to win another championship? You know, his numbers may not look that great because a lot of people look at the name guy like a Serge Ibaka hoping he can be the guy. But a guy like Bobby Portis, you know, he may not match the analytics part of it, but the eye test, when he's playing well, the Bucks are strong. Yeah, and I and I love Bobby in the starting lineup myself. I've 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 said this numerous times. He was so good as a starter all year for Brooke. I thought when when Brooke came back, honestly, I thought he should have come off the bench for his games. Mm. And it obviously affected Bobby. And and then Bobby gets back in the starting lineup in the middle of this series, and and he's gone off. So there's some mojo there to that. And and I think with a guy, you know, like Bobby, you, you gotta. You got to let him, um, you know, understand his instincts and let him play ball, let him feel out what's happening on the court. You know, analytics play a certain role with everything nowadays. I mean, they're, they're not going to go away. I think if anything, maybe they'll, you know, w- with the whole scheme of thing and all of sports, they, they, they might take their foot off the pedal a little bit on that. But um, they're, they're numbers that are there. And, and yes, they're going to use them to their advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to talk about a guy that burst onto the scene in this series, my guy Luca. So, listen, you know, he comes out and he comes into the game, and I'm like, hey, man, watch number six. Watch number six, because nobody knew who number six was. Nobody follows these late-season signings for the Bucks. They get from overseas, whatever the case may be, and nobody wants to get down with it. But one guy tweeted at me and said, man, he looks like white chocolate out there, the way he's passed the basketball and everything else. Um, And you saw the bench. They were losing their minds watching this kid, watching him play out there. And that's the other thing. He's not 19, 20 years old. He's 26, 27 years old. Uh, He's played international basketball. I mean, this dude has a legit chance to possibly be on this roster at some point next year, maybe as a backup to Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, you can't underestimate a really successful you know, European basketball player. They, you know, once they they come over here, um, get acclimated, adjusted. Uh, you just never know. And and you know, leave it to John Horst and his guys, man. You know, it. You talk about going out and trying to find talent. You know, diamond in the rough, whatever it is. This could be that guy. That's for sure. There, it's a different brand of basketball that he's going to be bringing over here. And. And uh, it'll be it'll be really exciting to see if uh, if that all works out for next year or not, and he can be a contributor because there's going to be some guys. Uh, whether the Bucks win a championship or not, you know we've got you know a couple of guys aging. You know the roster is going to turn over a little bit, and um, you, you need to solidify that. And, and the Bucks have been you know all year long they've been a little bit thin uh, in that guard slot, especially that point guard spot. So um, 
You never know, Sparky. You never know. I'm buying his jersey if he's on this roster next oh, year. <laughs> Craig Sean. You just ended his career right there. Might you have. that black cat Yeah, on. it does happen. I've done it to others. Craig Kishon, Bruce and Bucks Bree and Post Game host. Uh, Bally's Sports Wisconsin. Follow him on Twitter at Craig Kishon. Joining us on the Wendy's Big Show. Craig, I think it's amazing that you can do two sports. I, there's no way I can do it. NBA then go right over to the Brewers. I mean, I'm a big Tim Dillard fan. But my, my question is, the pitching seems to be a little bit ahead of the hitting. I mean, McCutcheon is leading the team at 237. I think overall MLB is down a little bit. Do you think sooner or later the pitching in the MLB will just – the hitting, I mean, will catch up to the pitching. You'll see more home runs because Rizzo hit three. Willie Adams had a great game, seven RBIs. Do you think that'll catch up or do you think the pitching will stay around for a little bit longer to the summer? Well, I think right now, Leroy, pitching definitely has a, a big edge on on hitters right now. I mean, let's face it, the further we get into the season, uh, whether the pitchers like it or not, or the you mm-hmm. know the hitters like it or not, that, that baseball has changed. The players are talking about it more. So that, that definitely is going to have something to do with it, and it's going to ultimately continue to favor pitching. Um, and, and the Brewers have such an elite staff here right now that I don't, I'm not going to get I'd be surprised if I heard any Brewer pitchers complaining about you know lack of run support at this point. You know they're they're doing what they need to do, and it and it's all working out great for them. But uh, certainly, to me, once you know uh, this team gets in a little better better rhythm, uh, it literally starts warming up here more, and we can start saying you know this is actually a summer sport. Um, I, I really do believe that you know every year this seems to happen to some degree, and the hitters you know, eventually start hitting. So, I mean, there, there's just too much talent on that team to mm-hmm. see so many guys sitting around 200 or even below at this point. So, and the spark plug got it going yesterday. Let's face it, uh, as Willie went last year, so did the Brewers once he joined the team. And yep. um, that was a big coming out party last night, that's for sure. Craig, you know, the other thing about this Brewers team, we had uh, Tim Allen on in the first hour, is this bullpen, getting from the starter to the back end of the bullpen, whether it be Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter, uh, and maybe some of the struggles that they've had. Any concern there about these guys? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know about a concern, but I, I am a little bit surprised how much we've absolutely needed to have Josh Hader in a, in a game that Last the Brewers night, won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me he's started. Got, agreed, agreed. He's got nine saves and, what, 11, <sighs> 11 victories here so far. So, um, you know, go your pace on that and, <laughs> and see if that will work out, you know. But, um, you know, you, you oh, let's face it, last night just shouldn't have happened. A 12-run 12 to eight game, whatever it was when he came in um, that he was needed at that point is, is beyond me. But it, it's also, I think part of the thing that, that we're seeing here too, in this, this um, uh, number of relievers that are pitchers that there's, they're allowing to be on a roster right now has been extended through the month of May. That's good. You know, if you're going to have 13 or 14 pitchers on your team, there are some guys that, that aren't going to pitch for a week. And we saw, a couple of those guys last night and, and it is, yep. it is rust, you know, you're trying to knock off and whatnot. So um, I think that's going to have to change a little bit too. And let's hope the Brewers can get a, a six run cushion in the ninth inning and not, not have to bring in hater before it's all said and done. You know, I'm curious how long they're going to wait before they decide to do something with Ethan Small. I mean, we just started, and Ethan Small's dealing down there. Ashby's been used kind of as that sixth starter uh, in times, uh, at this moment in time, and they want Ashby to be a starter, and I get it. I just wonder if at some point here they may just scrap that whole idea and tell Ashby, you are in the bullpen going forward, and we're going to use Ethan Small as that sixth starter when needed um, at this point, and, and once in a while have him come out of the pen if that's the way they want to go. Because he's pitching really well. He pitched really well last year, too, and I think I'd, I'd rather roll the dice with him uh, with all due respect, versus say Cousins, Urena, or whoever else they got out there in that bullpen, Hobie Milner and those guys. Well, I I think you know it, it's a really good point you bring up, and and I would I would answer that by saying um, if if these guys uh, that are on this staff currently right now want to stay, you know, don't look over your shoulder because there are guys that are ready to come up. That's for sure. And if guys fail, the further we go into the season, 
you know, the Brewers are going to obviously have to look into those kind of moves for sure. Talk with Craig Kishon, Bally Sports Wisconsin, Brewers and Bucks pre and post game host. Of course, Bally Sports Wisconsin has your Bucks action coming up tonight as well. Uh, Craig, what about uh, the fact that um, this whole article that came out in the Athletic with Ken Rosenthal, Ido uh, Saris talking about uh, the baseball and the fact the ball's traveling not as far, uh, home run percentages being way down mm-hmm. from what they were the last yep. three years. Um, I, I tend to think if you want the younger generations. Uh, to be involved in wanting to go to baseball games and watching baseball games, two-one games is not the way to do it. You need, again, I mean, we we didn't know then what we know now about McGuire and Sosa, but that's what saved baseball was that home run derby they put on in the second half of that year. I enjoyed it, and that to me, <laughs> baseball screwing this all up. Like they should be going the other way with the baseballs versus the way they've decided to go. Yeah, I think that's exactly, you know, like we talked about a couple of minutes ago about how that's changed um, mm-hmm. that, that I find rather perplexing. Um, and and I know that they're implementing um, a lot of stop gaps right now in the, on the minor league side that, that potentially we're going to see next year, you know, elimination of the shift, um, the, the implementation of uh, a 14 second and 18 second clock between pitches that they're going to enforce on, on batters and pitchers. Um, I mean, if that all happens, it's going to be an absolute about face from what we're seeing so far this season. And Hey, if the base, if the baseball changes to top it off, who knows what will happen, but it Mm -hmm. is, um, it is kind of frustrating to watch some of these games here early on in the season, you know, balls don't make sense. They're just dying in the outfield and too many, too many ground balls. Yes, no doubt. What, what about the idea that they're going to, and they're trying this too, uh, about moving second base closer um, and essentially probably going to increase the number of steals that will occur in a game once that happens. Well, I mean, I don't know about that, but they're, I, I know that they're talking about, you know, seriously uh, increasing the size of the bases. So that if you too. increase the size of a base, you know, by, by two inches, look how close most of these plays are right now uh, on trying to steal second base. I mean, you know, they, they seem like obvious out calls or obvious safe calls, but when you look at them, they're, they're less than an inch most of the time. And if you're going to increase the base size by a couple inches, that that's going to be, that's going to be rather interesting, and it should definitely benefit the base runner for sure. Yeah, they're, oh, wow. they're, Jason Stark had this uh, end of last month. Sources tell the athletic that in the second half of this season, uh, down in the minors, baseball will be moving second base inward, so it will be closer to first base and third base by about 13 and a half inches. Whoa. That's a huge <laughs> move of a base. Uh, and again, that's- I think part of it is they're hoping to increase steals. Well, I mean, you think about this. You think about a guy leading off from first, how many strides he takes, and then he'll go three or four strides out, and then maybe he'll take a, another half step. I mean, that's that's 13 inches, like almost like another half step for these guys. So that, I don't know, that's going to be crazy to see if they actually pull that off. I, I'm not sure about that one. There he is, Craig Kishan, earlier today. Uh, joining us on the Wendy's Big Show, Leroy Butler and myself. Follow him on Twitter at Craig Kishon. Of course, he'll be on uh, Brewers and Bucks post coverage, Valley Sports Wisconsin. Okay, so uh, coming up next, we're talking with the president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg. They have their dates now in place for their first two home games of the playoffs. And when tickets go on sale, the whole deal, we'll have all that information for you coming up next. Baseball season now in full gear. The basketball playoffs are underway, and the place to catch all the action while playing your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball, indoor bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, pool tables, dartboards, shuffleboards. They got it all. And then you sell down some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. For years, we've done our draft show out there. We won't be out there this year, but they are a great, great sponsor of the draft show coming up tomorrow night for our show with Gary and myself from 6 to 11. And they're also the sponsor of Bart Winkler and Toby Altizer show draft show coming up Friday night from 6 o'clock to about time the Brewers game 
is done and then Tim Allen jumps on the air. So again, if you're looking for a great place, go watch the draft and have some fun in the process. Uh, Q Club of Wisconsin definitely is your place. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, A.R. Adam Roberts, producing on the side of the glass, broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Admirals playoffs getting set to get underway. Not that far away. Early next month. Literally, what is it now? Is it like a week from Friday, I guess it would be? Joining us now, the president of your Milwaukee Admirals. He is John Greenberg on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. John, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Sparky. Thanks for having me. All right. So got the press release today. Reached out to you as uh, soon as I got it to make sure we could get you on the air uh, and help kind of get the word out on this. So before we get into the dates and everything else, and this is something I learned years ago when we used to carry you guys. I've worked at two stations I carried. I work ISN, WISN back in the day, cutting Admirals highlights and then here uh, as well. So when the playoffs start, you guys are kind of at a disadvantage as far as ticket sales, right? Because you essentially lose your season ticket base. Is that how it goes? Yeah, they really how it works is uh, um, our full season ticket holders. One of their benefits uh, here is that they get the first uh, round of the playoffs for free. So that's a benefit for buying full season tickets. So, you know, we're starting with people who, uh, you know, they got the tickets for free. We, we, they're, our, they're our most loyal customers. They're going to show up. So, um, you know, we do get them. Where we do start kind of from scratch is a little bit, though, on the uh, on the group side of it where, uh, you know, we're lucky now that we've got 10 days to try and uh, get ready for some playoff uh, games here from a ticket sales perspective. And maybe we can reach out to a group or two. But historically, you know, getting groups together is a little bit long, of a longer process uh, Hall of a process, so uh, you know we're we're relying on people who've been out here all season long, the youth hockey groups, uh, those types of folks, and um, people who've just enjoyed coming to watch Admirals hockey all year to now come and see the most important games, uh, which are going to start next week. Okay, so you know me, I always got crazy, goofy ideas that uh, the Brewers laugh at, the Bucks laugh at, you'll probably laugh at, but so your first two games, Friday May sixth, seven o'clock puck drop, Saturday May seventh. Six o'clock, six o'clock puck drop. But as of right now, you don't know which team you're facing as we sit today, right? 
That's correct. We'll know that uh, hopefully by the time we finish playing this Friday night. It's going to be either the Texas Stars or the Manitoba Moose. Now, I tend to have more of a connection with the Manitoba Moose myself, so either way, it doesn't matter to me. But what about if, or maybe they wouldn't allow you to do this, what about if you would have had like a morning game on Friday, May 6th, to really go after those group sales from the schools? Yeah, I, you know, that's a, it's an interesting idea, and I think the, the problem there is that the schools need even more time to put it together sure. than we do with getting the buses together, getting the, you know, the permission slip signed, and doing all of the things that uh, go into putting a group together with a school group. And, uh, you know, I think we'll certainly be reaching out to all the schools that came to uh, our school day games uh, to help us get the word out to, the, you know, maybe the teachers want to get together, or get the word out to the families and have them come out and, and join us. And I can tell you, though, you know, we, for the first round of the playoffs, in order to get people's attention, we actually lower our ticket prices, which are already low. For the playoffs. Uh, Everybody you, else yep. raises their ticket prices, not the admirals. They want the families uh, out there. Yeah, $8 tickets wow. uh, for a playoff game. So the range uh, for... That first round is from eight dollars up to twenty eight, so you can get a glass seat for twenty eight bucks, which is uh, amazing. Like almost half of what it normally costs to come and sit in those seats. So, um, you know, it's we, we want people out there. Our guys, our players want that uh, want that crowd. We need that energy, and um, you know the the intensity. So you could feel like you could walk into the arena on a playoff game, and you know it when you go yep. to Been there. the five serve, or you go yep. to a Brewer game, or you come to an Admirals playoff game. It feels different, yep. and it's just uh, it's a lot of fun and. Um, really important games and so many things that happen in those games is, you know, every penalty has got extra something to it and every uh, penalty kill has something to it. So just uh, it's really a fun experience to come out and watch playoff hockey and we hope it'll last as long as possible. Now this is jacked up in my opinion here because I'm reading this press release. If you finish in third, you get Manitoba, which is fine. That's best of five. But if you finish in fourth, it's Texas and that's only best of three. That's a play-in series. So, you know, we, um, in our league this year, uh, we added some playoff teams. Uh, it was determined that uh, in order for player development, um, you know, these guys to play some playoff games so that the, they can have that experience before sure. they get to the NHL. So we added some playoff teams in the league. And in our division, um, there are five div- five teams that qualify. So the fourth and fifth place team are playing each other essentially in a, in a best of three for the right to go and play the number one seed, which is Chicago. So um, we, we really, <laughs> we really like to stay uh, right where we are in third place. The game this Friday is going to really um, determine where that's going to be. We're playing Rockford, and that's the team we're fighting against for that last. You know, who's going to be third? Who's going to be fourth? And uh, if we beat them on Friday night, we'll 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 finish in third, and then we'll have a you know a normal five game series with. Uh, with Manitoba. That's awesome. Tickets for the playoff games on sale right now. All you have to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. They just went on sale about an hour and a half ago. So MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, and you get tickets for those first two games. Again, Friday, May 6th, and Saturday, May 7th. 7 o'clock puck drop on May 6th. A 6 o'clock puck drop on May 7th over at Panther Arena. John, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We certainly do want to remind people we do play this Friday night at 7 o'clock against Rockford, and the first 2,500 fans are getting a ticket to Summerfest. So um, come out and be part of that as well. And, and they need the win. So he just told absolutely. you they need the win. So, you know, uh, <laughs> bring your voice and yell and scream and go nuts. John, thanks so much. Thanks, Sparky. Take care. There he is, John Greenberg. Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for home renovation loan, as you're feeling anxious, we'll breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Rami Makloff is here. It's the eve of one of his favorite days of the year, the NFL draft. I'm sure it's going to be draft-filled. It is. He says it is. But I think he's gasping for oxygen as well as he was stretching, so they may not have may not have heard that correctly. We'll hear I was just from getting a good stretch in. Good stretch before the show starts. Very you know? important. Yeah, you, you got to warm it up. You're looking like you're doing yeah. Jane Fonda aerobics from the eighties. Got to right warm now. it up. Okay, back after this, he's scaring me. Sparky's midday madness, twelve fifty a.m. The fan, see Sparky Fiverr. Rami Makloff of the Rami Show comes up next here at three o'clock. Our thanks again to John Greenberg, President of the Admirals, for joining us. Coming up tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show, Zach Gelb live from Las Vegas. Ooh. He'll be at the draft tomorrow, so he'll join us at 12.35. Gelby. Also, we're going to talk to our guy, Mr. Bartholomew from the Wisconsin State Journal. He wrote a great piece 
uh, the Scott State Journal, in an interview he did with Chris McIntosh, the AD at the Badgers, he put it up yesterday, uh, talking about the Badgers and how they plan on going about dealing with this name image likeness deal at Wisconsin. Interesting, because uh, it feels like the Badgers have taken the idea of we're better than you and we're not going to play these games necessarily that everybody else wants to play. Uh, so we'll get Colton Bartholomew's uh, take on that. Uh, I'm not sure I'm all that excited by what McIntosh had to say, like Chris. I'm just not exactly excited by the way they're going to go about this either way. Uh, so we'll have him on at 11.35 tomorrow. And then Ken Barkley, normally on Fridays, will join us tomorrow at 106. You better you bet. Get uh, a lot of draft odds and talk in there because you can bet, apparently, all kinds of stuff involving where players are going to go in the draft. Yeah, I was surprised by that. So ridiculous. I saw Horvath talking about on Twitter yeah. all the money that he's trying to make on the draft. Correct. Yeah, and if, if the draft goes the way of Bucky Brooks' draft, he's going to lose a ton of money. Um, so we'll see. There's no way, no how you could pay me to bet on where somebody is being drafted. <laughs> For instance, last week Friday, okay, Barkley was on our show, and we were talking about the draft, and he said that Aiden Hutchinson was not going to go to Jacksonville. That he had sources. He said, Spark, I'm telling you right now, you want to make some easy money. You can bet um, whether or not Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson goes one or not. He goes, just bet that he doesn't. He's not going there. That was last Friday. Now in the, what, the last 24, 48 hours, everybody is saying Hutchinson is not going to Jacksonville. He had it last Friday. So, again. Yeah, how did that, why did, I don't, I never get it when the draft, well, I know what happens, but. It's just so weird how when there isn't like a and it's usually a quarterback like a Trevor Lawrence. Right. If there isn't a clear cut number one, it always feels like there's that guy who is the presumed number one. And then we get like a week or two before the draft and things start jostling. It's very weird. It's very weird. The NFL draft. Yep, It is a weird thing. What do you got coming up today? Coming up on the show today, coming up right out of the gates. We'll talk about the ramifications on Aaron Rodgers and the expectations for him. And what might happen the next couple of days? And he's on McAfee's show for the draft. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That That's going to be highly entertaining if they take a quarterback. I got a comedy show tomorrow, so I won't be taking in the draft programming. Who the hell goes to a comedy show on the night of the NFL draft? People who don't care about the NFL draft. There are a lot of them. Yeah. There are plenty of them. I know. I know. <laughs> so... It's unfortunate. So we'll talk about the ramifications yeah. and the expectations for Aaron Rodgers based on what happens in the next couple of days. Also, a tour around the NFC North today, Steve Sparky. I Pfeiffer. saw that you guys were reaching yes, out sir. to a lot of guys. I didn't see if you got any of them. David Haw from The Score, Ooh, 3.30. Jeff Rieger from The Ticket in Detroit, 911. 4 o'clock. And Matthew Collar from Purple Insider will guy. be here at 5.30. So we'll kind of recap the offseason to this point, in see what these of, teams might do in the draft. In order of entertainment value, how would you rank those three? Oh, that's a good question. Because the reason I have those three guys is because they all bring it. You I know, know what I mean? Yes. They all bring it. Um, man, Matthew Collar is my guy, dude. I love that guy. I love talking football with that guy. He's one of the most football-y football guys that you'll ever meet. Like He doesn't seem to ever stray, though. He seems pretty straight-line to me. Does he ever stray? Like, Rager, you know he's going to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're just going to laugh hysterically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Haw, same thing. David Haw. When you have David Haw on, yeah. I'm going to set up for this one. We had David Haw on the big show. Really? Yeah. When? Uh, it was bef- uh, after game two, was it? Yeah. After we found out about Chris Middleton's injury. Mm-hmm. David Haw made a comment. I- I'm pretty sure this is the exact quote. Uh, when will Grayson Allen become relevant again oh. uh, for the Bucks? Oh. Uh, and then uh, he became relevant the next Uh-oh. two games. We might yeah. have to bring that up. Became, became relevant the next two games. We might have to bring that up. <laughs> I just feel like, David. hey, I heard you on the big show asking about Grayson Allen being relevant on offense. <laughs> Do you think he's relevant? Just <laughs> Sparky wanted to know. Just see what he says. Be funny. You might have to bring that up. I love David Hall. He's so funny. We'll have those three guys. Also, we'll talk some Bucks playoffs. Sure. Obviously, what, what we're trying to see please tonight. Please do not ask about blowouts tonight. And uh, the last time you did that, they lost. So please don't bring this up. Don't I mean, don't don't bring a blowout. Kind of what? No, don't ask. Hey, are you expecting a blowout? That's not what I'm asking, but that's kind of what I'm expecting. If I'm being that's real. what everybody's expecting. Yeah, I mean, no Caruso, no Levine. Right. You got him. I mean, they should blow him out. Yeah. I want Luca time. Yeah. I just want Luca. Don't mess with. The, I would love his whole second half of Luca running the point guard. Don't play with your food. Don't play with your food tonight. Who, who said that right. nonsense? Me today? and Sam were trying Toby to remember. Altizer says, "Don't play with your food." Me he and said Sa- somebody, morning. I think Giannis said that last year in the playoffs. Him or Chris? Did you see Giannis on his girls' TikTok yes. last night with yeah. the Oreos? Yeah. Funny thing is, I just bought Oreos guy's, earlier. Guys, my hero. That day, see the size of those jars. Yeah. 
You and immediately can, started thinking of what else you could put in those jars. And he there can, wasn't Oreos. And he can eat Oreos. Yeah, dude, I can fill that jar. <laughs> uh, he can eat Oreos like that, man, and it's fine. And he's still him and his kid. It's yeah. ridiculous, dude. It's amazing. I don't, underst- ridiculous. I don't understand you. What do you mean? Like, I want that superpower. When I was trading for my marathon and got hurt, and you said I would get hurt, and I did. Yeah. But when I was trading, and before I got hurt, and I'm running six days a week with Karina, God bless her for putting up with me that whole time, my trainer, and we run six days a week and 15-mile runs and 20-mile runs, everything else, I could eat literally about anything, and it was just going to fall off. Mm-hmm. You work out like seven days a week. Yeah. I can't eat Oreos like that, though, dude. I you couldn't eat a package of Oreos during uh, Rami's show from three to six. No, no. Three hours? I'd I'd put on like three pounds. But you could do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could. Oh, okay, no, for okay. sure. Yeah. I thought you were saying you're no, like you no, don't no, have no, the no. appetite anymore. No, I to mean eat he it. can do that and still look the way he does. Well, you work out as much. Same. I tell you what. I want that you superpower, man. And Giannis go work out together. You do what he does, and if you can do that, then you'll be able to eat Oreos. I mean, I bet you his his workout's a little bit more intense than yours. My knees would explode. But other than that, I think I would. Now I can't do it with the speed. I couldn't do the weight. That no, 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 I'm not saying doing, that. But just but like, everything he does. Yeah. If my other than my knees exploding, I could. I you think could I, probably do I it. can probably last for most of it. I think I work out pretty hard every day. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't probably, know. Maybe not. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he does. Not as much during the season, obviously. Right. But his offense. I just. Is nuts. I just want that superpower. That's all. Also, we'll talk about this Brewers offense. Sparky, what would convince you that this Brewers offense is uh, not bad? I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you need to That's say? That's a horrible answer. I don't know. But <laughs> the first answer that came to my mind was like a month, a month of being one of the better offenses in the league. Like, give me a month. See, but they were that- see, like a series isn't going to do it for me. No. A week isn't going to do it for me. I, I need a bigger sample size than, oh boy, they scored 12 runs and still had to go get Josh Hader. Um, I, I need more than that. Yeah. And that was all Willie Adamas. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Now you're going to get me started because I yelled at Tim Allen earlier. Go ahead, get Wait, started. Willie Thomas had seven RBIs. Mm-hmm. I asked on Twitter last night, so when do we think Christian Yelich will do something similar to Willie Thomas? Everybody said, never again. It's all done. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 